Welcome back to Agent to Agent. Today, I just violated the first rule I ever learned in real estate, and it cost me $20,000. I've spent the last 13 years learning from the most brilliant, top-producing agents in the country. I became one of them in my previous market, and now I've closed shop and moved to a new market, Miami, Florida. I've taken the plunge into building a $2 million gross commission a year real estate team from scratch, starting out as a new agent in a new town. The question is, how will I do it without relying on money saved or debt completely from scratch? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn and apply and share real estate agent techniques and strategies using only today's best real estate sales and marketing techniques. My name is Tim Brooks and welcome to Agent to Agent. So today I want to talk to you about something very basic. This thing just happened to me a couple hours ago and I was so embarrassed by it and it cost me 20 grand. That's the thing in real estate is when you make mistakes, it always costs you money and it never just costs you a little bit of money. It always costs you something like a year's tuition for an MBA. I'm not talking Harvard, but I'm talking, you know, wherever a a normal person might go. But that's how expensive these lessons are and they're little lessons. So I'm going to start with a story about why this became the first rule I ever learned and how that came to be and then what I did and what I should have done and what I'll always do going forward. And it's something that I always have done. And for whatever reason, because I'm in a new place and just happy to have the listing appointment. And I had them in the bag. The listing presentation was great. And I let them off the hook with this one thing and it cost me and I knew better. So when I first got my real estate license and not many of you know this about me, but I originally, before I was a real estate agent or before I had a license, was a real estate investor. I went through the thing. Many of you have probably heard of it because they're great. It was called Fortune Builders with Than Merrill and all the guys from Flip This House back in the early 2000s. So I was one of their original mastery students. And those guys were great. And I really learned a lot. And I started getting into real estate investing, you know, buy, fix and flip houses and stuff. And I was one of those guys that used to have the signs that you would see on the, uh, the telephone poles and stuff and that like nail really high, you know, we buy houses, that kind of thing. And so every weekend I would drive around in my little cheap minivan and nail these things up because they would be taken down within a couple days. You always put them up on a Friday because the city workers, when they come back to work on Monday, take them all down. So you've got one weekend to find a house that fits your buying criteria. So, um, I would end up generating a ton of leads or motivated sellers anyway would call me off of these what we call bandit signs. And uh, I was spending a tremendous amount of money trying to generate these motivated seller leads. But as an investor, probably one out of every 50 that would call me fit my buying criteria. The other 49 were perfectly good homes, perfectly good motivated sellers. 
I could have listed them right over the phone. That's how good these were. But there was nothing I could do with them because I wasn't an agent. So I, I came to the conclusion, I actually asked an agent that I knew, hey, I've got all these leads. Would you like to buy them and, or give me some kind of fee for them? And he told me that I had to have a license for him to give me a referral fee. So that's what kind of sparked the idea. Oh, maybe I should get a real estate license so I can monetize these dead leads and somehow just use that to pay for more advertising doing this house flipping thing back in the day. And so I went and got my license, had no intention of being a real estate agent. Uh, I just wanted to monetize these leads. So I joined the Keller Williams office where I lived. I was a walk-in. All I knew about Keller Williams is I had read a real estate investing book by Gary Keller, who's the head of Keller Williams. It was a great book and it was probably one of the better real estate investing books that I'd ever uh, read at that time. So I just went and joined that brokerage. Also, I think I had heard Than Merrill recommend it. So I walk in, join this brokerage, put my license on referral status, no intention of ever selling a house myself. So I asked the, the team leader in this office, hey, who's an agent, I told her what I was trying to do, who's an agent that I can partner with to just feed these leads to? So she gave me a name of this lady, a nice enough lady. So next thing you know, a few days later, another one of these leads come in, I can't do anything with it. So I set them up for a listing appointment for this other agent and they were ready to go on the spot. So I tell the listing agent about it, the address, give, give her all the information. And on a side note, I would kill for some investor to be feeding me listing leads like that. I've never found one since then. I think I was the only guy ever doing that, but I wish I had one. So, but I digress. So I go on the appointment with this lady and she's got her folder and all her little flip book and all this stuff that we used to do back in the day. And we walk in together and I asked her if I could go with her. We sit down at the table. She talks about the listing, goes through her presentation and everything. And then at the end of it, doesn't do anything. There's no close. There's no call to action. Just, hey, it was a good meeting and we feel really good. And the seller didn't do anything. We didn't really talk about when we're going to list it or like uh, sign listing paperwork, nothing. But when we sat down before we even got started, I asked this nice agent lady, I said, hey, uh, where's your listing paperwork? And she said, what listing paperwork? And I'm like, uh, the paperwork to sign this listing, like to close these people right here. That's what we're here for. And she acted like she didn't have any idea what I was talking about. So to me, that was before I was actually an active real estate agent with an active license. It was just a referral status to refer and monetize my listings as an investor. I just made that exact same mistake today. In fact, I didn't make the mistake today. I made it a few days ago, had a listing appointment. It was great. They were super into it. Everything about the way I do my appointment was falling into place. They were asking me how much, thinking it's gonna be really expensive. And then I do the price drop to 6%. They're good. She's got to run the meeting by the husband. I like to do my listing appointments on Zoom because I can get more than one in a day in. She's like, hey, send me the link so he can watch it too. All we need to do is talk about what price we're going to list this with you. And to boot, they said, we're ready to go tomorrow. So I think it's in the bag, right? 
So I don't press for the close. I didn't do the listing paperwork before the meeting. And that's my number one rule for everyone is bring it with you to the appointment, have them sign it on the spot. When I do it on Zoom, the same thing is, boom, it's already uploaded in a DocuSign or dot loop, and bam, it's sent to them while you're still in the meeting so I can go over it with them and have them sign it on the spot. I didn't do it. I was so excited to have the appointment because I'm new in this town, and boom, I'm about to take down a $600,000 listing. I can price it correctly. It'll be gone by next week. So I'm already counting the money in the bank because that's what's got to fund the operation for the month because I'm doing it without savings or without debt or anything else. So cash flow is an issue. I need this listing. I follow up with her the next day. I don't hear from her. The day after that, I'm following up. I don't hear anything. That's never good. When you have a good listing appointment and then your person ghosts on you, chances are there was some unsaid objection or a silent objection that I didn't uncover, or there was another agent, probably their previous agent, lurking in the wings. And this had been a canceled listing. So there was a previous agent that had been in the picture, but they were eating everything I was feeding them. They were eating it up. It was great. They'd never seen anything like it. And I didn't deliver with the paperwork. I didn't press them on the paperwork. I didn't say it's going to be there. Go ahead and sign it now or get the husband on here, which is rule number two is all decision makers need to be in that appointment. I was violating every rule. And that's what happens when you're working out of scarcity rather than abundance. And that's what I'm doing because I was new. So I was just happy to have it, even though they would have complied and done everything I had asked. But I started violating my own basic rules that I learned the first day in real estate, and it cost me 20 grand. See you next time.